Does your family ever review podcasts? What? No. Well, Lear, Lear, here. <laughs> what, what is going I can't on? Speak English. <laughs> Are you going for like a like an infomercial thing? You know, this is a podcast, right? What's happening? I stumbled over my words. Are you proud? Are you happy? My bit got ruined. I was going for like an infomercial type thing. Yes. Yeah, I could kind of tell. I just don't know if it super works without right. the visuals. Yeah, you know, there's got to be some like really bad CGI effects. There's right. got to be a product you're selling here. There's got to be a better way. <laughs> you know, my favorite thing is like those people who are in black and white and they're doing oh, they're, something yeah. really simple, but they're, they're screwing it up. About, yeah. well, how do you put all your Tupperware into one cabinet? There's got to be a better way. Now, Marsha, you have a couple of problems here. First of all, you've got really bad technique when you're yeah. opening the goddamn cupboard. You're putting, Second of all, yeah, who yeah. has 400 pairs of tup- yeah. Tupperware containers? And you're putting the Tupperware containers, instead of like put, like put stacking them inside each other, you're putting them the wrong way around. The faces at each other. Yeah, some of them so I've seen like just, just haphazardly shoved in there like a five-year-old yeah. did it. Right. That's why you're having problems. You don't need a freaking... Tupperware saver yeah. five thousand for nineteen ninety nine a month for seven months with eighteen percent financing. You're okay. I've been burned before. Yeah, it sounds like you've been burned before. <laughs> well, the reason I bring up uh, bring up does do your family review podcasts? They don't. Well, thank you. I mean, my dad tried it for a little while, but did you know, he really? He, he really got no, no, no. He like reviewing podcasts. Like, oh, he was he got into the. Game I thought for a genuinely maybe out. your dad was listening to our podcast because as far as I was aware, he is not. No, the only time um, he's listened to our podcast is when we were all in the car, and, and you, were, uh, he, you forced him. <laughs> I forced everybody in the car to uh-huh. listen to the podcast. Which one? Um, I think the the latest one that we put out, the one before this one, ah, where we did. Uh, Oh, no. I forgot. You're frozen. <laughs> uh, well, the reason I bring it up is because I, I discovered, we talked about this, I mentioned it a little bit to you uh, a couple days ago, but we just I discovered on iTunes we have uh, reviews. Now, hmm. we don't have like, we have one written review. One written review? From our good friend, uh, Amy, who is Cody's wife. Hello. Shout out. Hello. Yes, a shout out to you. And uh, so we officially have five ratings. It's five ratings. So it's a four point five out of five. That's pretty respectable. Wait, wh- four of them. It? Four of them are five stars. Four of them are five. What, what's the other one? The other one's a two star. And I thought, my who did this? F- my first thought process was either the four people are the only four people that we know personally who are listening, which is possible. <laughs> and then the two star is somebody that we don't know who listened in and was like, this isn't that good. Or maybe it was like we 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 upset one of our friends and they were like, you know what? I'm going to hurt them where it counts. <laughs> two stars. Well, joke's on you. You only knocked 0.5% off of well, our... Well, don't tell them that because then they can just change the review to a one. And it'll make it worse. Don't, yeah, but not don't that much challenge worse. them. Well, anyway, I, I found out who the culprit was uh, through Katie's sister, Chelsea. Oh. Cool. She let us know that her friend Mike, I don't know his last name, but Mike, uh, who I've met a couple times, purposely was going to give us a one star on iTunes after she showed him our podcast. Is his last know, name Hawk? I doubt it. I doubt it. 
Should we find out? You want me to call for Chelsea and find out what his? Oh, no, I don't want to do last names. <laughs> so, so like, if what would his name be if you if you would? If I had to make one up? No, yeah. Chair. No, no, no. Mike Chair. No, Mike no, no. Chair. Mike Chair. So not Mike Hawk. No. Why would I give it a why Hawk? Why are you saying Hawk? Am I missing a reference? Just say the just say the full name. Oh, I'm not doing it. <laughs> you child. <laughs> you child. <laughs> I gained way too much enjoyment you from did. that. You <laughs> did. I saw the the che- rosy cheeks of yours. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, Mike uh, purposely. I don't think he listened to it. But I think he just want, he just wanted to mess with us. And he was going to give us a one star. And then Chelsea told him, no, don't do that. And he goes, okay, and just give us a two instead. You so I don't what? know if he's actually listened. That's but fair. just in case he is listening now. Hello. For all we know, Ch- yeah, hello. Shout out to Mike. T- 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 uh, there Last is a, name unknown. There is a chance that Chelsea has told Mike that we're calling him out on the podcast. And if that's the case, hello, Mike. Uh, Last name, Chair. And I, I just want to say, Hulk. stop this, <laughs> child. <laughs> uh, I just want to say, why? 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 Why not make a joke out of it and give us a four star instead of five star? Make it just that less perfect. You could reverse psychology us. Yeah, reverse psychology. What you could do yeah. Is, yeah. is give us a five star review. But then, then leave then us a bad review you, with the five yeah. stars. <laughs> do the five star review. Say something like, really nice podcast. However, I think Marcus is a douchebag. Wow. That would be Why okay is it with me? me. Why am I the jerk? It's just the first thing that came to mind, you know. It's Why is that thing. the first thing that came to your mind? Well, I mean, they're not going to have an issue with me. I, I'm the, 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 the heart and, and sassy person, uh, the sassy spirit of the podcast. It keeps things going, moving forward, you know. Brings the brings no. the, 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 the flash and the funk. No. That's there why they no call funk. me Funk Master. No one has ever called you that. I'm starting it. You can't start your own nickname. I've already got the business cards, okay? Just let me have this. No, you don't. I know you don't have money. <laughs> I didn't pay for them. I made them myself out of construction paper. Oh. They're pretty good. It's pretty I mean, sad. For, for, for the fact that I only used construction paper and those, hey, sure. those crimpy scissors, the ones that make zigzags out of everything. Hey, sure. I didn't laminate them, though. Hey, sure. I want to laminate them. Hey, sure. What? What are we doing? What are we doing? <gasps> a podcast. Oh, God, we're doing a podcast. Hey there, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Nonsensical Brilliance, the podcast. Uh, my name is Sheriff, your host. And with me, as always, the co-host with the mo-host, Marcus. Just Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that drum roll. Uh, well, Sheriff, I have uh, something else I want to share with you. Do you? Yes. Go for it. I have purposely... Sharing hit- is caring. That is true. That's what they taught me. I have purposely not told you about this. I've told uh, Katie, uh, Chelsea, and my friend Devin. I doubt that. De- can I do a quick shout out? We've already done one for Mike. Can I do I mean, one? We're just rolling them out today. Yeah, I'll so. do a quick one because I don't think Devin's listening. <laughs> you uh, don't, but let's shout him out anyway. Yeah, I'm going to shout him out because of this. Because I want to see if he listens, he'll let me know. So real quick, I'm going to speak 10-minute podcast speak. This is how Devin and I talk. So if Devin ever comes to visit and we get him on the podcast, this will happen. Sure. Yeah, Devin. You basket of cats. You don't listen to podcasts because you basket of cats. You listen to podcasts, you get real smart, you get real fun, have a lot of fun, you get a podcast. Okay, bye. So anyway. What just happened? Uh, Devin's a basket of cats. What? That doesn't really clear anything up. Anyway... 
Um, what were you going to tell me? <laughs> I, yeah, sorry. I was going to tell you something. <laughs> so based off of recently, Katie and I uh, watched this YouTube video. I don't know the woman's name. Katie's here. Her name is what? Amelia Fart. Classy. Uh, she plays. I think she play. I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure she plays a type of character. You may be crazy. Okay. A characteristic. This might be a lunatic you're looking for. I don't like you anymore. I'm sorry. Uh, I think unless I'm, I'm wrong, she plays kind of. Ooh, nice. She plays. <laughs> I hit something. She plays kind of this. Um, kind of a characteristic of herself. I think. A caricature. Where, kind of. Where she is obsessed with another YouTuber named... Katie, what's her name? Trisha Paytas. Trisha Paytas. So Amelia Fart is obsessed with Trisha Paytas. Yes, but I believe I believe it is a characteristic. Because she's done videos with Trisha before. where Because what she does is like this video we watched, she was like trying to find her. And she was obsessed about her. And going to these places that she's been and hoping she'll run into her. But she's done videos before this video where she's done stuff with her. So I'm pretty sure it's kind of a troll and just kind of like having fun with it and that they're actually friends, but she's just kind of playing a character, an obsessive fan character. So I that see. Sense? Well, that's interesting, I see, I think. So based off of that, I came up with my own idea. What is that idea of yours? It's very similar, but it's different. Are we going to be our own fans? Because nope. I've done that no, before no, no, in no, my no, head. No, 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 no. Uh, what I've decided to do is, is, in my opinion, the greatest thing that I could ever do. And I want to ask for your forgiveness ahead of time because this might hurt your feelings a little bit. Why? Haven't my, you done enough already? I was just about to a drum roll. It. <laughs> well, I haven't done enough already. What do you mean I haven't done enough? To me. Oh, you. Emotionally. I mean that one time. That one time. Where I left you at the airport. We were going to go to France and I left you standing there with a baguette and a little hat. I was wearing that hat for ages. It didn't even match yeah, my head. I never showed up. I didn't buy a ticket. Made you buy your own. I I sold my mustache for that. I was gonna you curl it up mustache? into a handlebar. Who buys a mustache? People who people who don't have mustaches and really want one. Mine is in high demand. I sold I sold mine enough. It was enough to pay for a round trip ticket and a couple nights at a hotel. Why right didn't you just go to France the, without of, me of then? The tower if you had if you had Eiffel. A, if you had made that much money off of one mustache, why didn't you just go anyway? Nobody goes to Paris alone. Oh okay. I'd look like a like a like a like a fool. Would you? Yes. What have you done? I dropped my phone. <laughs> I'm causing a disruption on this episode. Anyway, so here's what my plan is. My plan is to become best friends with Jake Gyllenhaal. Really? Do you know who I'm speaking of? I know Jake Gyllenhaal is an actor. He is an actor. Uh Pull up a quick. I don't know what he does. Pull up his Wikipedia. Or what he looks here's like. Here's a here's a lovely photo of Jake Gyllenhaal. I know him. He's a very handsome man. Yeah. We, uh, we my my plan is to become best friends with Jake Gyllenhaal, and to get him on this podcast. Now, how the heck are you going to do that? He's going to get on the podcast as my really? best friend. Mm -hmm. He's going to be. Can he? Can I? Can I be best friends with him too? No. Why not? Because he's my best friend. We. Oh. I've decided. We've decided. <laughs> <laughs> I've decided that my goal is to get two very handsome men, Jake and myself, to become BFFs. Subjective. Don't you dare talk about Jake in that way. <laughs> oh, I'm not talking about Jake. Find Jacob. I'm talking about... Go ahead, Where's the, Who's the other Hall? 
There's another Gyllenhaal. Uh, Maggie right? Gyllenhaal, huh? his sister, Maggie. Yeah, I'm not talking about her. Okay, <laughs> talking about the he other Gyllenhaal. He has a dad named Stephen, who's a director. Those are the only no. Gyllenhaals. That I don't know what you're talking. There's got to be another one out there. There isn't. There's the other one. There's. A, I'm not talking about one of those. I'm talking about a different one. What do you mean? There Olaf. isn't another one. Olaf Gyllenhaal. From what? He's the Nordic twin. Of what? Of of Maggie Gyllenhaal. No. Margot Gyllenhaal. What are you talking about? Are you being serious right now? You're. Com- like- you don't know Olaf Gyllenhaal? Please share. Dude, he's super big in Sweden. He You're moved- just making this up. Gyllenhaal's no, no. not even Swedish. I don't think it's Swedish. No, no, no. It's not even. Don't even worry about the Swedish factor. It's the fact that he's very popular in in the Nordic region. The Nordic region of Europe. What are you? Are you just making stuff up right now? Because if you are, this is really annoying me. <laughs> really? Yeah, really. I'm trying to. Di- I have a whole thing I'm trying to explain to you, and you're going on a tangent about fake people. Let me be best friends with Jake Gyllenhaal then. No. Fine. Ah. Go on with your dumb plan. I'm trying to do this whole plan. I had this whole thing lined up where I was going to explain this, and it was going to be this whole thing, and you're like. Let me make somebody up just to disrupt what he's trying to talk about. Well, listen, if you had that's not constructive. Olaf Gyllenhaal. That's not. That would be the. By the way, if you have the last name Gyllenhaal and you're Swedish, do not name your son Olaf because that is the worst combination of two names. Dude, I by know far. that. You're the one who fell for it. Don't no, it wasn't, don't no, turn it this wasn't that I was me. falling for it. First of all, your face is behind your microphone. I can barely see you. <laughs> Second of all. Like you, you don't have any inflection in your voice when you're lying. You just you sound the same. You still sound robotic either way. Well, that's the that's the plus of being a robot. So engaging deception. And also, mode. you don't know actors. That's so, true. Like when I'm talking about the actual Gyllenhaals, and you're like, "But there's another one." I'm like, "There's not." Anyway, see, I use my ignorance as a weapon, and it makes me real mad. Well, real that's okay. mad. That's okay. That's my that's my aim. So anyway, Jake, if you're listening, I'm sorry that you had to deal with that little issue of me it's okay. we can getting blood friends. red mad at Sheriff. <laughs> anyway, so the plan is uh, he has Instagram. He doesn't have Twitter. He just recently got Instagram. He's like got like 12 or something, like 12 posts on there or something like that. And, uh, my, and he has the ability. I don't, I'm sure he gets messages on there all the time, but you can message him on there. So I'm going to slide into the DMs. That's my first step. Nice. And I'm going to try to get him on the podcast. I'm going to try Because he's big into indie films. So of course he'd be into an indie podcast or almost non-existent podcast. And I'm going to become best friends with him. Yeah, now, we, can, we can really... Um, what we can do is we can sell him on the, the five-star reviews we've gotten and the two-star one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll tell him the two-star was a joke. Um, yes. Yes. But anyway, so yeah, my my goal is to do that. Now, I was asked by my friend Devin. He said, how long do you plan on keeping this up? To my response was, um, until either one or two things happen. Either I die. (laughs) (laughs) Or I get blocked from any kind of contact from Jake (laughs) Jill. I'm going to be best friends with Jake Gyllenhaal or die trying. Yep, that's the plan. So the friendship experiment. My goal. And he also asked me this. He said, he said, so wait, your plan is to get Jake Gyllenhaal, who lives in Los Angeles, California. And I was like, yes, so far, so good. He's like, you're going to get him to become your best friend and make him come to Knoxville, Tennessee to record a podcast in your house. And I paused and I said, now that you said it out loud, 
I don't know how this plan could fail. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. He has the means. He if has he the means. To, if he wants to, to, to he does. take a little jaunt down in Knoxville, Tennessee, he can. Yeah, absolutely he could. And He's he could, got that money. He could hang out at my house. We'll get some food. Make some like, like kind of like, we got we did this kind of like Indian curry chicken uh, yesterday, Katie and I. It was pretty good. Could probably do that again. Maybe have you come in and help a little bit since you've been cooking more. We could have a lovely meal, hang out and talk, and record a podcast, high five like best friends do. Yeah, and then we could take a freeze photo at the end where we're all jumping in the air and, and doing, yeah. doing like poses. I think you're, poses. You, you keep missing a notch here. He's going to be my best friend. No, no, listen, listen, think about it. I'm giving I'm going to give you a heads up real quick. Why would you want to have a bicycle okay. when you could yeah. have a tricycle? I'm going to give you a quick heads up here. It's always better with in threes, man. If this genuinely happens, which I'll be honest with you, I'm about 10% in belief that it's actually going to happen. I'm 110 belief that it will but happen. But if it if it happens, we are going to take a real photo of all of us obviously. But I'll take we'll take a fake photo that we'll post to our social media. Of just me and him hanging out and you sad in the background. That will happen. Yeah. 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 But yeah. we'll take a genuine photo for real, though. Yeah, that, that'd so, yeah. be nice. So, um, so, if it doesn't happen, though, I am not above Photoshopping myself. <laughs> with into <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're going to be high five. I am above that because somewhere. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing um, this is going to be an ongoing process. So every so often throughout the podcast, We'll do an update. We'll do a Jake Hall update. And uh, we'll we'll discuss how how much further I've gotten in my progress of being his best friend. So Jake Hall, if you're listening, um, I think I said that earlier. But if you are listening. Um, First of all, you hi. Can, hi, yeah, <laughs> hi. You can make this really easy on me by just going ahead and, and uh, DMing Nonsensical Brilliance on Instagram and just say, hey. Let's just go ahead and get this out of the way. I'm, I'd be happy to come. Um, that would be the easiest way to get this process done sooner, Jake. Yeah, just to make things easier. Just make it easier on us. Yeah. JG, come on, dude. Uh, do you think people call him JG? I think we need to start it if it doesn't happen. JG yeah. is like, that's cool. Like, it's got, you got that double J, J sound in there. Yeah. Like, it's real nice. Rolls off the tongue. JG, yeah. come on. Yeah. Yeah. Jake Could you Jill imagine? Could you honestly imagine, like, to bring it down to, to realism for a moment, underneath the clouds of cloud nine, if he actually did this, I don't know if I could contain myself. I might explode. I I would get real nervous, I think. Me, like, I got nervous when we met Auntie Donna. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, or we not we, little, me and Katie, you, sorry. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say that. I wasn't there. I went to the show in D.C. and I met them at the end of the show and, like, shook their hands and took a picture of them. And I was like, I was nervous. You're a little starstruck. Yeah. Starstuck. And no offense to the Anidana boys, but I mean Jake Jaha is on a little bit of a different level. Thing is, me, I don't know enough about him to be super starstruck. I'd oh, be I really be. like excited and say, I like, should hey, show dude, you some wow, of his movies. He's got some, he's got some really good movies. You're a movie guy. He's gonna be in the new Spider Man movie. Really? Yeah, he's gonna be Mysterio. Oh, really? And he actually looks really cool in the trailer. That's cool. I'll have to show you the trailer. I know you don't really watch trailers. I don't like to watch trailers. I know, but you need to see this because it's, it's more of a teaser, really. It doesn't really give anything of the plot, really. Yeah, so don't tweet us what? trailers or email no, us trailers or, or yeah. anything because well, I'm going to be mad. Quick update. No one really tweets us. <laughs> so that was, I, think I was we'll trying to trick them ah. into, into contacting yeah, us. Yeah, I mean, don't get off our lawn. Don't, now you've shown our now you've Don't shown tweet our us. Hand. Yeah, I have shown our hand. It's empty. Yeah. <laughs> Oh goodness! Well, anyway, so this this is episode one. As empty as our inbox. This is episode one. This is part one. 
to the uh, the chronicles of what will become uh, making Jake Gyllenhaal my best friend. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll tell you every so often we're just gonna do an update. I, I mean, if you seriously, if you seriously, oh, I'm like, gonna DM put time to this. Oh, I am. I'm genuine. Like, if I can't get through on the DMs, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to contact his agent. I'm gonna. I'm telling you, man. I'm gonna like. I'm. I'm gonna try to do this at a level where I'm not creepy. But at the same time, they get that I want this to happen. You should write a handwritten letter. A handwritten letter yeah, to his with agent. a wax seal and everything. Okay. And you yeah, should okay. you should you you should write an invisible ink message in it as well. That he I has won't. to put over a light bulb or put in the oven to 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 see it. And I it feel like be, that's too much of an effort. It should be coordinates to uh-huh. a dead drop. Nope. That is going to contain no. Because four here's items. the thing: what's going to happen is a even. Let's CD. just pretend for a moment that Oatmeal. he. No, no, no. Hold on. Let's pretend for a moment that he actually does steel cut oats. No, no, no. To no, no. Hold on, hold on. And a Let's pretend for a moment that he actually. And inside the do- no, flashlight no, no. is a knife. Can I finish? Hold on. Let, let's just pretend for a moment that he actually does open the letter, realizes it needs its invisible ink, and he's got to look through a light bulb. The immediate moment he sees coordinates, they're throwing it away. No, no. Come on. That's they're like throwing the it away. Of, he's an actor, right? All he's got to do is, is become a character who'd become really interested in finding out where the coordinates are. Wait you know? a minute. Do you think that actors just become the characters they want to be and hope that they land a movie? Like, uh, Yeah. That's not how that works. That's what method acting is. That's not how that works. Yeah. They is. know their character beforehand when they when they get the part. And then they no. develop it. It's the other way around. Isn't that why being an actor get, pays so much? Is because they have to create so many characters? I don't know why they pay so much. They create so many characters, they got to remember them I, all. That's, that's like a question I would ask him. Web of lies. That's a question I would ask but him. But it's about. all psychological. When he get if he if he, when he gets here, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if he gets here, I'm gonna ask him that. I'm gonna be like, why do you guys make so much money? And I'll just be like, hey, look, more power to you. Good job. But why? I'm proud of you. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, you this is me a tenner. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm not kidding. This is like a. I'm gonna genuinely try to do this. But but not try to be creepy doing it. I want to find a good medium ground where it's like, hey, pretty serious. Want you on the podcast? Want you to be my best friend? But also not be like, hey, Jake, be my friend, man. <laughs> yeah, let's let's be friends together. Yeah, don't want to do that. Let's 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 build friendship bracelets out of our beard hairs. You done? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, you have a topic for us. I do, yes. It's going to be a really sharp turn from what's been going on here. We're best friends with Jake Gyllenhaal. Now, let's get real serious for a moment. We're going to talk about cancer and how it travels through the body. <laughs> no, not not that. But it is it is um, a little bit on that uh, more serious note. Quick update, though. Um, just so you know, um, Jake Gyllenhaal is 38 years old. Good. I mean... So he's, he's a, little a little bit older, older than, than us, me, yeah. a little bit older than us. A little bit older than me, But we're yeah. still in that range where we can be friends. We can be friends and it won't be weird. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look at that man. Wouldn't you want to be friends with him? He looks like somebody I would give a high five to. He seems genuinely. like a really genuine person. Yeah. Anyway. Somebody who wouldn't leave us high and dry at an airport with a baguette and a beret. Yeah. Yep. Hint, Potentially. Hint. Yeah. Anyway, topic. All right. <laughs> so again, completely switching gears here. Yep. 720 degrees. Yes. Wait. That No. No? Just, how about 900 one? degrees. There or we, we can go. just say, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, that'll get us another direction. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Um, we're going to be, I, I was 
recently reading an article about um, AI and how it's kind of like a lot of businesses and, and companies and researchers are focusing on making bringing that more to the forefront. And uh, I was wondering, what do you think the impact of AI will be in about 50 years? Both like more culturally because yeah. of course business well, is going mean, to be it's going to be great it doesn't affect yeah. my ability to meet Jake John I'm just kidding <laughs> no we're going to we're no, going to write an AI program yeah. to you know well, specifically to get you to meet him chairs creaking everything around me is creaking and making noises uh, so my 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 opinion on uh, AI artificial intelligence and and what it could do to our future and what, and what what you said in the next 50 years? Yeah, and like at least like in the next 50 years and we're just going to go through a couple of hypotheticals. Yeah, know? well here's 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 something that I think um, I don't I don't think we're going to get like I don't think technology is going to take over. Like I I don't think that's a possibility because I think as I think to be able to create artificial intelligence I don't think I don't think putting within that artificial intelligence, you put yourselves at risk. I don't think you make that intelligence and say, and 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 not try to redact or take away some sort of um, some sort of bugs within it that could allow a, a robot or whatever you want to say to to see humans as a threat. Oh, so you're just going straight for the Skynet? Oh yeah, no, I'm right? going straight up and saying I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, okay, yeah, I think that's, yeah, yeah. That's a little bit unlikely to me. I think people because well. there are some people who, because of movies, genuinely think that's a possibility. I don't think that's a possibility. There you go, movies and media just rotting the brains of the of, of the of the peoples. I don't think it rots the brains of the peoples. What I think it does, is I think it yeah, confuses. I, <laughs> I think it confuses. No offense to the dumb ones. Well, wow. Our <laughs> maybe I shouldn't say dumb, but it, I think it confuses the people who are more impressionable to be duped. Impressionable, and, so basically gullible. Yes. Uh, yeah. People who haven't done the research. Okay. Yeah. So let me tell you more about what I was thinking. I was thinking, sure, yes. I don't I think that's. Gonna, about, I, say, I don't think that's going to happen. I wasn't thinking I'm more saying. of like, uh, like a like a robot ro- uprising. I was thinking more yeah. of like. Jobs. Oh, automation. Well, yeah, I, was, of, I figured we talk about that too, jobs. but I just wanted to get that out of the way and just say I don't think that's going to happen. Well, if, if I think we it's going to affect, I think it's going to affect the job market. If we do somehow create a sentient robotic life form, I just, I just can't then see that happening. without without having some checks and balances set on it, yeah. like at, like you know the the laws of robotics, right? right? If we get sentient life form that can think their way around the laws of robotics, yeah. that would be scary. It would be extremely scary. <laughs> that, that's some Skynet right there. See, have you ever seen, to, to talk about that, have you seen the show Westworld? No, but it's I've really meant to. Show. It's a really good show. No spoilers. Um, well, I'm just going to say the world of Westworld is that they are robots who are very human-like. They feel human. They look human. There's, you would It would be hard for you to tell the difference. Um, they... They at some point, uh, I think a couple of them start to s- to see things differently than what they're supposed to. They but they have fail safes. They have fail. Well, it's a world. It's like a park. So do they like live there? Or? Well, they don't. Yeah, but they they just go through the same days the same way every time. Ah, okay. It's like a theme park. Oh, okay. That's what it is. And uh, 
so yeah, they they just go through the same motions, and they until a couple of them start to see. But they they do have fail safes to try to stop that. The whole story explains how it's hard to stop that. You'll see when you watch it. But yeah, that's the thing. Like I think you'd have to have fail safes of some kind to keep that sentience kind of thing from happening. But to go to the real issue that we that would be more realistic. Yes, I do think. Uh, um, AI and, and intelligence and artificial intelligence, all that stuff. I think it's, I just said the same stuff in different ways. Yeah. <laughs> they are, are going to affect, I think they will affect the uh, the job markets heavily. Yeah, um, I think like the saying that it's going to affect the job market heavily is kind of like an understatement in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Like, think about it this way. If, like, the the most, the furthest case scenario I can think of, every single job is is automated and is given an AI that can learn its job, right? Now, what would happen to money in this case? Because if we if we kept our current concept of money, then it would be consolidated with the people who run the AI, maintain the AI, and basically it would be a, no- a monopoly, right? Yeah. And there would be a huge, huge, even huger wealth gap than there is now. And See, in my, you know, people wouldn't be able to work. We'd in, have to either alter our concept of money or, I don't know, bartered goods or something. Yeah. Because everything is already taken care of by well, the AI. Well, see, the only jobs I can think of off the top of my head that I don't think you could do with an AI would be an author. Maybe, like, certain books, like a historian, maybe, you could do. But, like, fantasy and stuff, I feel like you'd have to have someone with the creativity to write that. Oh, my God. I Have you ever seen um, the... There's, like, a Tumblr page or, like, an Instagram page of a, of a person who posts... Um, like little bits oh, and pieces where of, like they gave them ideas to write something and they start writing it. It just sounds really ridiculous. No, what they do, like, yeah, but what they do is like they make it. For example, one of my favorite ones is is they made it watch all eight Harry Potter movies. Right. Yeah. And yeah. And like they made it write a Harry Potter thing, and, and it's oh really God. really dumb. It's hilarious. Oh, I, no, I kind of want to pull that up now. Um, you just you just say stuff. But yeah, so I I don't think I think that's something you would still need people to do. And and speaking of movies, I think. TV shows and actors, I think you'd still have to have human directors and human actors. I don't think you could do... I don't think you could do robotic or AI type, like... What I'm saying is... Most jobs can be taken over by AI. In my eyes, and you can tell me if you think of it... Like, doctors can be taken over by AI. There actually have been a lot of... um a lot of like programs yeah. that have been shown pictures of many diseases that can identify those diseases with much higher accuracy right. and much quicker than an actual doctor. But there are some cases where doctors are like a human, like a human discerning eye is needed in some cases uh, for those really, really specific, yeah. like really, really, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I don't care yeah. for those really, really niche cases where where the where the computer can't tell it apart or can't make the right decision. Right, you need that human decision making. So you might be able to have a few actual nurses or doctors that yeah. are real people besides the eyes. But it's all going to be robots. But you're it's also that one doctor boy. You're also going to have construction could be taken over by robotics and AI. Oh yeah, for they, safety like purposes. Labor jobs. Yep. Those, Most I think, are going to be the first to go, yeah. Uh, jobs where you're driving, like, trucks and stuff. Like, they've already worked on, like, trucks that can drive themselves. So, yeah, like, I've seen one. Like, I think... Um, so, that means not, not only just the Mercedes. trucks. Mercedes yeah. is making a an auto- completely automated truck that has been driving the road for a while. So, not just the trucks would be driving themselves, but you would assume any, any kind of job that involves vehicle driving, like taxis or anything like that, would be taken over by AIs. 
probably most store type things like stocking shelves. I mean, we already have self checkouts. Yeah, I love those. <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, there. I mean, I honestly can't think of many things. Musicians, maybe you would still need people to do because, again, the heart and soul of it all. I mean, on the note of that, I mean, listen. I'm just saying. I just artistic it? things. Artistic things are the only things I can I can think of right now that still need people to do. Tell me, this is an art. This is the Botnik's Harry Potter fan fiction. Okay, great. It's called The Handsome One. And I'm going to read just a little bit of it. This is about Jake? It could be. Cool. I mean, it's called The Handsome One. Yeah. I mean, that's JG all over. Oh, that is true. I'm telling you, this is just going to get brought up through episodes. It's just going to keep going. I can man. tell you're infatuated. I, I, yeah. All right. So, The Handsome One, written by AI Botnik. The castle grounds snarled with a wave of magically magnified wind. The sky outside was a great black ceiling, which was full of blood. The only sounds drifting from Hagrid's hut were the disdainful shrieks of his own furniture. Magic. It was something that Harry Potter thought was very good. Leathery sheets of rain lashed at Harry's ghost as he walked across the grounds towards the castle. Ron was standing there and doing a kind of frenzied tap dance. He saw Harry and immediately began to eat Hermione's family. Ron's Ron shirt was just as bad as Ron himself. If you two can't clump happily, I'm going to get aggressive, confessed the reasonable Hermione. Time out. <laughs> two questions. Is there just one sentence that's just magic? It, it's, it's, a, it's a colon. Oh, okay. I thought it was literally just magic, period. Then the second question I had was, so Ron's a cannibal? Ron's a cannibal. Gotcha. Okay, continue. And he's eaten Hermione's family. That's all I needed to know. Continue. What about Ron magic? Offered Ron. To Harry, Ron was a loud, slow, and soft bird. Harry did not like to think about birds. Death Eaters are on top of the castle, Ron bleated, quivering. Ron was going to be spiders. He just was. He wasn't proud of that, but it was going to be hard not to have spiders all over his body after all is said and done. Look, said Hermione, obviously there are loads of Death Eaters in the castle. Let's listen in on their meetings. The three complete friends zapped onto the landing outside the door to the castle roof. They almost legged it, but witches are not climbing. Ron looked at the doorknob and then looked at Hermione with searing pain. I think it's closed, he noticed. Locked, said Mr. Staircase, the shabby-robed ghost. So there's a ghost named Mr. Staircase. Mr. Staircase. Gotcha, continue. And he, he wears a shabby robe. Oh, yeah, okay. They looked at the door, screaming about how closed it was, and asking it to be replaced with a small orb. The password... <laughs> the password was beef women, Hermione cried. Harry, beef Ronan, as in like meat. Beef, yes. Gotcha. B e e f. Women. Women. Gotcha. Harry, Ron, and Hermione quietly stood behind a circle of Death Eaters who looked bad. <laughs> like bad as in they just didn't dress well that day. They just looked bad. They looked bad. I think it's okay if you like me," said one Death Eater. "Thank you very much," replied the other. The first Death Eater confidently just, leaned forward to plant a kiss on his cheek. Hold on, hold on. Oh, well done," said the second as his friend stepped back again. All the other Death Eaters clapped politely. <laughs> 
Then they all took a few minutes to go over the plan to get rid of Harry's magic. Okay, hold on. Time out. Go back to that. I want to recreate that. Yeah. I'll be the first one. Uh-huh. And then you be the second one. We don't have to say what they're doing, but we just need to do the dialogue. Yeah. And then whatever, how, like what we're supposed to do. You know what I mean? All right. So uh, let's see if I can find my spot real quick. I think it's okay if you like me. Hmm. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Oh, well done. Well done. That was lovely. That was that was very good. That was a very simple. It really scene. brought it to life. I hope all of you uh, were imagining Death Eaters like I was in the middle of the room, the big dining room. I imagine they're all standing in a circle, and those two Death Eaters are in the middle. But in the dining room. In a dining room. Yeah, yes. in, or in the big hall that they do when they eat in Harry Potter. It's dark. The Great Hall. Yeah. Yeah, the Great Hall. So in case you weren't thinking that, close your eyes. Uh, well, do this first. <laughs> Go back on the podcast a few. But when we do that. Mm -hmm. Close your eyes and hit play. Or hit play and then close your eyes. So you don't you can find it. You can do whatever order you want. Whatever order you want. And then close your eyes and then just imagine that while we're speaking. I'll give you a moment to do that. I continue. The handsome one will continue. After this. <laughs> Does your family no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Call back. Promotional considerations from <laughs> Alright. Harry could tell that Voldemort was standing right behind him. He felt a great overreaction. Harry tore his eyes from his head and threw them into the forest. Voldemort raised his eyebrows at Harry, who could not see anything at the moment. Voldemort, you're a very bad and mean wizard, Harry savagely said. Hermione nodded encouragingly. encouragingly. The tall Death Eater was wearing a shirt that said, Hermione has forgotten how to dance, so Hermione dipped his face in mud. Ron threw a wand at Voldemort, and everyone applauded. Ron smiled. Ron reached, reached for his wand slowly. Ron's the handsome... Oh, you're Harry now? I thought I was still I'm Harry. sorry. So I've decided I'm Harry. Okay. Ron's the handsome one, muttered Harry as he reluctantly reached for his. They cast a spell or two, and jets of green light shot out of the de Death Eater's heads. Ron flinched. <laughs> Not so handsome now thought Harry as he dipped Hermione in hot sauce. <laughs> the Death Eaters were dead now, and Harry was hungrier than he had ever been. The Great Hall was filled with incredible moaning chandeliers and a large librarian who had decorated the sinks with books about masonry. Mountains of mice exploded. Several long pumpkins fell out of McGonagall. Dumbledore's hair scooted next to Hermione as Dumbledore arrived at school. The pig of Hufflepuff posts like a large bullfrog. That's not what he said. Oh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I thought... I saw Dumbledore smile and I thought that was... Okay, let's start right. that over. Yeah, sorry. The pig of Hufflepuff pulsed like a large bullfrog. Dumbledore smiled at it and placed his hand on its head. You are Hagrid now. <laughs> We're the only people who matter. matter. He's, He's never, never going, going to, to get, get rid, rid of, of us, us, Harry, Hermione, and Ron said in chorus. The floor of the castle seemed like a large pile of magic. The Dursleys have never been to the castle, and they were not about to come there in Harry Potter and the portrait of what looked like a large pile <laughs> of ash, the book apparently because it's italicized. It is italicized. Harry looked around and then fell down the spiral staircase for the rest of the summer. I'm Harry Potter! Harry began yelling. 
The dark hearts better be worried. Oh boy. I like how we decided, or I decided we were going to recreate it within a world with me doing voices and stuff. See, that's. That, I apologize that, for again, messing up Dumbledore. That's okay. It happens. Yeah. But I love that bit where he's like, You are Hagrid now. <laughs> you are Hagrid. <laughs> the big of yeah. Hufflepuff. Um, yeah, but that's so what we, AI gets you. Can we do something real quick? Yeah. Or can we make this deal? It's art. Yes. Um. Oh, yeah, there's the title of the book right there and the yeah. portrait of what looked like a very large pile. Okay, so here's what I would like for us to do. What? I would like us to continue this talk about AI, <laughs> seriously. But for the final thought, we should pull up another story that Botnik has written. Okay. And and read that thoroughly. Um, whatever. So that would be our final thought? Yeah, that should be our final thought. It's another Botnik uh, story. Sure. Um, but we'll talk about AI legitimately for a while and then we'll hop over to that. Okay, yeah. Let's go ahead and do that then. So, all right. So anyway, yes. Uh, to, to, <laughs> back to the main <laughs> point. In my personal opinion, um, the arts, artistic uh, jobs, are the only ones to me that feel very safe for humans. Really? Because well, Yeah, because I feel like humans have the creativity and artisticness that you can't recreate in an artificial intelligence. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you. I get what you're. See, because from there. labor jobs, yeah, labor jobs are easily, I think, can be taken over by some sort of robotic um, AIs. But when it comes to things that are are that come from people, like in their heads and their in their minds, that I think is hard to recreate. So that's a part of that sentient feeling that we're talking about. I don't think you can recreate with AIs. So what you're AIs. saying here is, well, first of all. Harry Potter and the portrait of what looked like Ash is yes. an absolute work of art. Okay? It's, it's something. So I, don't it's, even. It's something. So don't even. Yeah, it's something. Second of all, so basically what you're saying is that essentially once the AI becomes integrated into society, we're going to be run by a community, like an oligarchy of artists because they well, consolidate I don't know. all the money. I, I don't know because I think you, you got a good point where I don't know what happens to the money system at that point because... Even if you say... We pay for things in doodles of money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The better the art, the more money you yeah. can get. <laughs> no, I, I think I think that it's going to be hard to... See, I think... See, this is the thing. A lot of people who are artists, not all, but a lot of them are doing it because they enjoy that art form, whatever it is. So my argument would be, I think there's a really good chance that because the majority of jobs would be gone... And being taken over by AI and roboticness, um, I think I think you have a hard time saying, "Well, people get paid for things unless they get like a monthly allowance." Yeah, but who would the monthly allowance come from? The government? Where's well, the government getting the money? Well, clearly, I mean, I would imagine if they're doing still doing like productions of things or selling things that the robotics are making. Yeah, but who? How are the people going to buy it if there's no money? If all the robots are doing other the governments, I don't know. But that's the thing. Like, where, what do you do with money at that point? If if, if you say that ninety five percent of the jobs, say five percent of it is just artistic jobs, period, and you say ninety five percent of the jobs have already been have been taken over by AI or robotics, yes. How do you? How can you argue that a money system is necessary? Then essentially, we would have to live in a completely communistic society where. The government controls everything and gives you what you need. Yeah. So you don't need to work. 
um, in a real like in a the only current commu- communist society, you would have to like work, and then the government would give you what you need. But if you don't need to work, then the government would have to regulate everything, right? Since there's Which nothing I don't like, think to trade that for. Like how would how so would that work? here's my other thing that I, that would have to happen, in my opinion, is sure most jobs will have a lot of robotics involved, but I think you have to regulate how much you use. I had a thought. I think you have to have a blend of people and robotics. Because I had a thought. Um, how, do, how, how can you tell? How many people that. are in the United States? How, like billions. You don't. You don't. Not billions. Millions. Is it billions? No, not billions. Uh, I don't know. We have a lot of people here. It's. I think it's like 300 million Trust people. Trust me, when I try to drive to work in the mornings, there's a billion people out there. Just right there on the streets, getting in the way, making traffic. But, but I just... I, Looking at me funny. With how many people are in the United States... I, I just I just don't know like how do you, how do you, how do you not try to keep a certain amount of jobs? What I was thinking answer is, me. <laughs> I'm trying to answer you. <laughs> what I was thinking is I don't I don't know if this will work completely, but what you could do is maybe like write in some laws or some legislation that makes it so that the only jobs that can be taken by that are that can be completely automated by AI are ones that don't require machine learning. Or that so, are maybe like safety hazards, maybe. Basically, things that are like simple enough that uh, you can basically program a device to do it over and over and over. Or they're like things that like night shifts, you know. So, so for example, can get people can get sleep. That'll be a benefit. That's one thing that is a big problem nowadays. Like one in I forget, like one in certain. There's a certain huge amount of people who have a sleep disorder, which contributes to depression, which contributes to uh, you know, having a sedentary lifetime lifestyle, eating badly. I mean, it contributes to a huge amount of problems, um, and that that can stem from sleep itself. So, people who work night shifts have an, have a greatly increased risk of all of these risk factors affecting them and developing that sort of uh, all sorts of problems. So, if if you made it so that those would be, you'd you'd be killing a lot of jobs, but you'd have to then make sure that the economy would be bolstered enough that you could create more jobs in the daytime right but then it also leads to um how 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 the jobs that are available how many of them need specific training or schooling for that see the funny thing is in my opinion no matter how our future progresses when it involves ai because you'd have to like potentially depending on certain jobs you might have to work with machines and the robotics that you need to learn about how do you get enough people to be able to get into college or, or some sort of training to let them learn about that so they can have those jobs it's already tough enough to try to get enough schooling done from from college what about this what if we make an ai that makes ais <laughs> all right that way we won't have to all worry right. about it okay and then we just live our lives and then the robots take over. <laughs> I think no matter what, as wonderful as technology is, and seeing the world get better and more improved with technology and with artificial intelligence, it's two sides to a coin. There's going to bring a lot of great things to it. Yes, I think there's going to be a lot of great opportunities to take away a lot of risky job factors that are, are safety hazards for people. Um, to have robotics do it instead, um, but then also you're gonna you're gonna on the other side of the coin, how many jobs will you be taking away from people? 
um, how how hard is it going to make certain people to get jobs if they're needing to have certain requirements to know how to work with artificial intelligence or work certain jobs that don't require that. Like, I think no matter what, it's going to be an interesting upward trajectory for AI, but how much of humanity is going to go with it? You know what I would like to see? Does that make sense? First of all, let me say one thing. You say that it's two sides of the same coin. I think right? it is. I think there's a good and a bad to but it. But in the, in the roboticized future, uh-huh. money doesn't matter and therefore coins don't exist. So that, that idea is... Is this a world that you just created or is it's what's going to happen? I'm pretty sure that coins are not going to matter anyway. Coins are dumb. <laughs> Why do they even have two sides anyway? Why don't you make a three-sided Oh, I see coin? what you're doing now. Okay, I hate what? you. All right. What do you want from I me? I see you're taking my metaphor and you're making it real. <laughs> I thought we were talking about not needing money in the future. So I thought you were leading to, but no, you're just making a no. Yeah, okay, <laughs> just I see. a dumb joke. But sir, I do have something serious to say about that, though. Yeah. So, um, in that case, let's say, for example, we make a law that says we can only make it so that like super dangerous jobs can like for example mining i mean i hope we sure. abandon mining sure or well, we need to yeah or if we if we're going to do any mining at all have to be like for natural gas or something like that well something you know, more I, renewable. I think we need to start I know, I know, we need to start moving off of that yeah. Uh, all that stuff. That's a whole other subject. Instead of people focusing on manual labor jobs like that, I'd love to see a program that incentivizes um, people going into like computer sciences so that the people who would normally go and do those jobs would be working on instead maintaining the robots that do it. So, for example, um, a person who used to be a logger or a miner or something could get and it's like a like a government like subsidy a to go back to college yeah yeah or, or take like a, a course even if, if, if it becomes more user-friendly over time you know uh you get a course to like learn to run a robot you know learn to run and maintain and troubleshoot a robot or even like run tech support for a robot for companies like remotely i know when i had to work customer service for a while people had problems a lot and it was really helpful to be able to call a service and just get it taken care of and if you didn't have um, if you weren't able to fix it on your own, then they could send somebody out to fix it for you. So right. I think that could be a really good government-run uh, sector, if mm-hmm. not privately owned. Sure. I feel like if it was privately owned, then there would be a lot of disparity in between robots. Like, there would be some robots that are good, some robots that are expensive. And when you're trying to, like, you'd have to standardize safety options, I think, yeah. in that case. Especially if you're going to be doing it for, uh, to try and replace people going in there. Right. It's a crazy thought. It really is. It's a crazy thought of thinking because, like, we can't we can't deny technology is coming, in the sense that it's going. AI is going to start taking over a lot of things in our lives that we're not used to. Um, but I, I I think the 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 biggest question is is how much are people going to be willing? And when I say people, I mean people empower people who are going to be heavily involved in making these AI or, or producing them or companies that are going to be buying them to use them. How much are, are the people and humans going to uh, kind of almost evolve with it to where we can continue making sure that we're not putting, we're not making it harder for people in the long run, but still giving them the satisfaction or not satisfaction, but the, the ease and the comfort of what AI can bring. 
That's rough because if you want to instill that in like an actual workplace, then you're actively taking away jobs from people. Right. But you'd, you'd have to do it in an all or none way, you know? Sure. Either you replace all the jobs and let everybody chill and redefine money and do all that stuff. Um, or Which you is do a it, long yeah, process. Or you do it in this like creep, slowly creeping way where yeah. some people lose their jobs first and then they look somewhere else and then that job gets automated and then other like it quickly spreads yeah. or it, like slowly spreads over time so people cannot find jobs but and, and their, their lives are quickly degrading because they don't have money and then by the time uh, AI has spread enough to make to bring up that that you know worldwide ease and comfort they're all their lives have already been destroyed because they've fallen behind they've just, fallen behind I just thought of another job I know needs actual people uh, tech support yeah because like on the phone because I cannot stand being on the phone with robots trying to get help yeah <laughs> like when I was dealing with my whole package situation with the the pipe that I ordered, constantly dealing with the robot and the voiceover and it was like the worst i would rather talk to an actual person i always uh, select the option that says would you like to be connected with a representative oh well U- usps doesn't give you that option right away really absolutely we can test it right now <laughs> yeah well i'd rather not <laughs> i'd rather not either to be fair but yeah it's like press we'll on one hold for an hour to speak to the press one if you're having a problem with this and this Press two if you want to speak in Spanish. Press three if you want to waste even more time yeah, on the phone. It's ridiculous. What I hate even more is the ones that ask you to say stuff instead of pressing a freaking. Oh, number. I know. That's what USPS does. I hate that. If you're looking for a tracking number, say your tracking number now, and you say it, and you're like they'll repeat it back to you. And it takes five yeah. minutes because it's like a twenty. My tracking number, number is G seven three three four. Did you say G73BB4? No, no, I didn't. No. I didn't say that. Where did you get bees from? <sighs> I hate bees. I hate technology. <laughs> <laughs> At least right now, the way it is right yeah, now. Yeah, I think but there's going to be a lot of uh, drastic improvements, I think, though, with certain AI that we're, that, like you said, I think, I think we're going to wind up leading into the creepingness of it. But hopefully, our government and the governments of the world. We'll try to implement. Um, we'll try to implement ways when those jobs are are starting to be slowly taken out. They they provide options for those kind of people to find either new work or be able to be trained for work that will be very important to that near future. Yeah, I'm I'm afraid of that because I've already heard cases of where like mcdonald's and like places like oh, walmart sure. and stuff like that have already yeah see that's removed many many registers and put in self checkouts yeah and uh see, i've heard the there's thing. already there's already like amazon stores out there where that don't have registers at all they just have like right. thing you scan and you just go in walk in get what you want and then leave and it, it automatically charges you and everything you don't yeah. need anything you don't need to do anything we can't we you can't need get, people we can't get to a point where we're just making it harder for people to live this country already has, on a very, very serious note, um, this country already has a major problem with uh, homelessness. Um, my dad works a lot with the homeless. I've seen a lot of it firsthand. Um, he has been much more involved in it than I've ever been. So, And a lot of other people in the country who try to help have been a lot more involved than I have been. Um, but I've seen it. And... It's a struggle for a lot of people right now to try to get jobs who are homeless. I don't know if it's changed since I last read into it. And I don't know how different it is outside of Knoxville. 
But I remember talking to one of the homeless guys with my dad, and he was talking about how um, he would try to apply for a job, and on the application you have to have a place of residence. Mm-hmm. They won't take the the shelter or anything like that. Yeah, that's right. So then you try to get an apartment or something. So hopefully you can try to get a job, mm-hmm. and they won't let you apply for an apartment because you don't have an actual steady job. It's a vicious loop. It's a very vicious loop. Now I don't know if it's changed since then. Since I since he when he told me about this. I don't know how many other cities or, or, or states are like this, but to think about the possibility that AI could make homelessness a much bigger problem because you're, like you said, you're taking out a lot of jobs like McDonald's and Walmart. Those are jobs for people who are kind of in the low middle to lower class, mm-hmm. getting those kind of jobs. Stuff that can really like they're working to the bone. I wouldn't, I wouldn't really say like lower class more well, than they don't have. A, they don't have very much strict requirements. That's a very fair. That's yeah. a very fair. I, I misspoke. Um, but those are people who are who are working paycheck to paycheck, and by taking away a lot of those jobs for AI, you're making it harder for them to be able to to live. So you have to wonder about if you're going to take away these things, what are you going to do? When I say what are you, when I say you, I mean countries and the United States and all that. What are you going to do to try to keep those people from just falling into, for the lack of a better term, a pit of despair, you know? Yeah, that's why I'm thinking that if we're going to continue with AI as a part of life, then it has to be limited to things like luxury items, you know? Of course. Like car, like your Google Home. like Sure, your, your... sure. Security. Security, yeah, um, things like that. Where like like assistance, you know, sure. And, and cars, cars are a big thing. I think that AI cars, like I don't think they should ever be like a like a passenger self driving car that just drives itself. Yeah, I think Tesla has a, has done it real well, where it will do like auto driver auto assist for you. Sure, but you have to keep your hands on the wheel. Right, and if it doesn't sense your hands on the wheel, then it'll give you a warning. It'll give you a chime. And after a while, it will just stop the car. Yeah. And I think it's great. I saw uh, I saw a funny uh, GIF on Reddit where there was a guy who looked like he was sleeping in his car. I think he had his hand on the wheel. He was driving a Tesla. He, he was making it look like he was sleeping in the car. Um, but I, I think I could see his hand on the wheel, but in the bottom. And somebody was sure. taping him from another car. And because uh, I think, you know, it would it would it would notice if you're sleeping and not touching the wheel. Sure. So it, it would stop. Um, but. I really don't think that that's cool because technology can always fail. Like we sure. fail. We are, we have the most We're complex imperfect. computer systems in our heads. Absolutely. Um, but it only takes one glitch for a person's life to change drastically. Oh yeah. And I don't know any software that has a hundred percent success rate every yeah. single time. You can't have a computer for over 10 years and expect it to work perfectly all 10 years. Yeah. Um, why do you think people, uh, why you upgrade phones all the time? Why do you think you do updates on your computer? Phones, all that stuff. Planned obsolescence, which is a whole nother that is That worms. is true. Actually, that's a very fair point. They purposely make phones yeah, go slow. That's ridiculous. But anyway, no, yeah, yeah. I think, I think you're right. And, and the other thing too is, you know, with, I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the podcast. The whole falling asleep at the wheel thing. Yeah. Uh, did we talk about this on the podcast? I don't think we have. Like you? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think we have. You might as well mention it, I guess. I think that's, that is something that is important, I think, for technology. Because firsthand, I understand that if you are not careful, 
you can really put yourself in some danger. But yeah, AI as an assistant could help that if somebody sure. falls asleep at the wheel. But, but to expect that you can yeah. just go to sleep at the wheel on purpose yeah. and it will just drive you to your destination. Nah, yeah, I'm not going that for that. That would be super cool though. The most It would the have AI, to be on a track. The AI function that I'm most excited about. Yeah, the only way I would is, allow it, by the way, it's like I said, it'd yeah. have to be on a track. Like almost like Jurassic Park style. Did we watch that together? I can't remember. We did. We, we watched the first one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where they had like the track where the car is going along the track, along the yeah. park. Something like that. Where like cars are a part of a track and so you could fall asleep because the car has to go where it's going to go. Yeah, public transport would be really cool. Like right. That. But well, yeah. you know what Tesla's been trying to do. Yeah, but the thing that I'm most excited Sorry, about AI-wise... You know, or Elon Musk specifically. Elon Musk. He's the, he's the Tesla. He, he is, is the, the Tesla, Tesla guy. <laughs> he's done a lot of stuff. Anyway, um, the thing that I'm most excited for, uh, for AI in cars is the summon feature. You heard of that? Summon feature. Basically, you can send a car to go park... Or you park oh. your car somewhere. I think you, you, there's and also get it another, to come to you. you. Just get it That's come. That's cool. That'd be amazing. Yeah, it would be cool. See, there's a lot of things that technology and AI systems. But again, that's a luxury ma- thing. Can make things luxury. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, that's a very good point. I'm glad you. I'm glad you said that because I think you're right. I'm doing a lot of adjusting on my mic. You yeah. have no <laughs> idea, dude. This is insane. Just pick a spot and sit. Well, in it's it. not that. It's, I'll explain later. <laughs> no, I think you're right. I think luxury sh- and luxury and safety. Those are the two keys, in my opinion, where AI can be really, really handy. Luxury for people to make everyday lives easier for us. Mm-hmm. Not that we need lives to be super easy for us. Convenient. Or convenient. convenient. Yeah. Or uh, to reduce safety risk for people. Yeah. Taking away some of the jobs that are high risk. Like you said, for instance, coal mining. If you're in the mines a lot, you're breathing in a lot of bad stuff. You are hurting your your health. Yeah. Fun fact: robots don't have to breathe. That is true. Yeah. That is true. It'd be funny if the mi- <laughs> robots coming from the mines. I got the black lung. <laughs> yeah, they just program them like as they like each year. <laughs> you pr- yeah, you program, program them to make it. Yeah. <laughs> that would be You hilarious. program them to go to a, a local bar or pub, and they're just sitting there. I wish you'd seen what I'd seen down in the mines. And it'd be great because, like, they have like a like a like a really nice, clean voice. But like the second their clock ticks over for like the fifth year, yeah. you are like, ah, I'm ready to go into the mines. Yeah, the mines. <laughs> ah, fifth year in the mines. Okay, a two five five seven. All right, we get it. It's real it's, bad down there. It's his time, isn't it? Ah, he just turned on his fifth year. That's right. Be fifth year in the mines. They get to year 10. And they're just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. year 10. That's all they start doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, me exhaust pipes are tired. Bleh. <laughs> year 12, they turn to pirates. I'm leaving this life. <laughs> yeah. I'm going for a new life out on the sea. I'm out on the sea. I've already got the voice for it. <laughs> it I'm going. already I'm certified waterproof. <laughs> Or am I? I don't know. They don't let me venture out near the ocean. My firmware updates they just start, let me. <laughs> that's when they start becoming sentient, when they want that's to become right. pirates. That's right. Uh, I think this is a good place to leave off. All right. So you think it's time for our I think final thoughts? I think, it's, I think it's convenience, and I think it's convenience safety. Convenience and luxury. Yeah. And safety. Convenience, luxury, safety. Those those are, that's the, where those I think AI should three. stick. Now, for our final thought, we need to find a good botnik story. I oh, found I found a fun my one. My goodness. So, so let's start out with a theme song. What do you think? Sure. Well, voices, I should say real quick. I like how the robots sit next to them all. Yeah. <laughs> I say for this one, we should alternate the people. So whoever you like, so, um, and I'll let you do the, the story stuff still in your normal voice. Okay. 
And then like, so like I'll do the first person, you do the second person, but whoever you voice, you mm-hmm. stick with that person. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because there's going to be what, six people? So we have three each? Yeah. Potentially. So. All, right, All right. So this is a botanic story for friends. Let's do, let's start out. So someone told you life was gonna be this way. Your job's a joke, you're broke. Your love life's the way. It's like you're always stuck in second gear. When it hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year, but... I'll be there for you when the, when rain, the rain starts to pour. I'll be there for pitched. you. Because <laughs> I've been there before. Uh, I'll be there for life. you. Because you're there for me too. That was lovely. Nice. All well, right. thank you, everybody. <laughs> thank you. All right, friends. Friends. The one with the chimney shoes. Okay, so this is an episode. Interior. Monica's apartment. Ross and Rachel enter, holding a bag of hot coffee between their stomachs. Just admit that you kissed that barracuda. Just admit it. What I do with Chandler's dad is none of your business. That's my Rachel voice, by the way. (laughs) Um, the last time I heard that phrase, my mother donated six million bucks to Halloween. So, yeah. I'm Chandler. That's a line. That's not you just clarifying who you are. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick, we should probably say in our normal voice who we're playing so yeah. we don't get confused. Okay, I'm Ross and Chandler so far. <laughs> and I'm Rachel. <laughs> Marcus is Rachel. <laughs> I continue the story now. Ross laughs hysterically at a picture of, a f- of the female reproductive system. <laughs> then leaves the kitchen. Chandler does a fake sound of triumph. Ha <laughs> Opening credits. Theme song. Er- wait. We've already done the theme song. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. The friends enter the water, flicking each other until Ross becomes sad and Joey becomes Ross. Huh? An umbrella opens and it is time for the umbrella dance. <laughs> Joey looks satisfied and this is good. The friends. They all look awkward. So what? The friends all hug each other on an outside couch. Interior. Monica's <laughs> apartment. Oh, I see what they were doing. They yeah. were doing the what happens during the opening credits. I yeah, see. I'm yeah, an idiot. Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> what the hell is going on? It was so no, good. no, no. That's like the theme song. It makes clip. sense yeah. now. Okay. Chandler dances into the apartment, breaking everything. Monica starts screaming incoherently from her bedroom. She opens the door and tries to imitate Chandler, who instantly becomes depressed. I just realized I'm going to be all the girls, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, go ahead. Fine. Chandler. I'm sorry. Chandler's dance is over. Chandler exits, and the audience is shocked. <gasps> Monica. Well, okay. The couch is a little bit torn. I can still act normal because I, Monica Geller, am not insane. Monica gives the couch a dead-eyed look, and it instantly falls apart. Joey has been there the whole time, pretending to pretend to stir a bowl. Friends, the one that wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Joey. Hey, now we have to stand up. I hate standing up. Phoebe, who's in a fake dog, enters from its head. Just want to point out, how did I get all the girls? This is insane. I'm sorry, but quick, I apologize that I'm doing all the girls and they probably all sound the same. That's why I'm going to say their name at the beginning so it's less confusing. Phoebe. Hey, you guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> Want to come up to the hospital with me for a little weird thing I'm going to do there? I don't know why that's the voice I've chosen for Phoebe, but it's, it's all right. Monica. Sounds like she's been smoking. I have to baste a few things 
and then I and then do this whole thing where I can't believe you did something stupid. I can't either. I've got an audition for the part of Electric Francisco. How do my lips look? Chandler enters again to be the king of heckles. Do you want my joke? Do you want my joke about your lips? Because I have one. Phoebe. Good luck with your stupid name, Chandler. Water breaks through the window and rushes into the friend's Her room. Her just gets worse. <laughs> Joey looks flattered. I guess Chet in the God of Moisture thinks I'm hot. Okay. <laughs> Interior. Large apartment bathroom. We are in laughter as Rachel puts on her bone cream. <laughs> Monica and Phoebe stand in the shower, eating a spoonful of breath cake. You know what? Onions mean love. To me, it smells like every guy I want to marry. <laughs> Is that weird? Monica. <laughs> Onion marriage. It's just the same voice. Onion marriage. That's so vividly not okay. I just want some chimney shoes. Chimney shoes. Chimney shoes. Uh. Oh, come on, Phoebe. <laughs> I don't want a sexy guy. I just want a guy who lo- who likes knitting. Oh my gosh, she sounds like Toadette. <laughs> Rachel. Didn't no ears Mark look to do that? Like to do that. Oh. Oh, come on. I just realized I'm just doing. I'm just. I'm the only one talking. Phoebe, I just want a guy who likes knitting and has at least one ear. Monica, didn't one ear Tyler like Phoebe? God damn you all, stop bragging. Interior, Joey's audition, day. I just realized we're going to have to bleep that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Joey is auditioning for the part. He starts laying cigs on a slice of toast. Oh, yeah, smoky sandwiches. Joey starts crying in Spanish. <laughs> no, 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 no. Joey realizes he has to do confused. that in Spanish. I that is Spanish. Do it in Spanish. <laughs> no, 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 no. Essay. Perfect. Yeah, there you go. All right. <laughs> Joey realizes he is confused by sound he is making. <laughs> I made a stupid mistake. The acting people loudly mock Joey with their eyes. <laughs> My eyes. <laughs> Chandler bursts into the studio, laughing about all the pesto he just ate. <laughs> yeah, I find the vending machine attractive, so what? Interior, Monica's apartment, evening. Ross enters the doorway, slipping on Christmas wrapping. The friends point at his feet and gasp. Ross looks proudly at the friends and puts on sunglasses. <laughs> you can call me Mr. Emotions from now on. The friends scream and cheer, except for Monica, who is hiding under the big box in the corner. Monica. You have to muffle yourself because you're inside oh, the yeah, box. Oh, yeah, good point. I just cleaned Ross with a... That's too much muffling. Yeah, too much muffling. <laughs> I just cleaned Ross with a plastic brush. How did he get so much more slutty? <laughs> Monica has a breakdown again, uh-huh. and small Ross laughs hysterically from outside the box. <laughs> Interesting. Chandler slides into the room on his belly. <laughs> Could I be more snakes? What is happening? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. There's so much. Oh, uh, we'll get through this. We'll, we'll finish it. We'll yeah, finish we'll it. finish it, though. Interior, hospital, day. Phoebe and Ross are holding a large tank of bandages while the doctors look on, shyly impressed. Oh, this will be his best gift. My new pet fox has his birthday today. Yay! Uh, when did you buy a vicious animal? Wow, that's a rude thing to say about a birthday boy. <laughs> Ross gets the saddest we've ever seen, Ross. Oh. I overslept, and now the museum is going to punish me by making me lonely. 
Phoebe and Ross look at the TV in the hospital waiting room. Chandler and Joey appear on screen. Guys, it's me! Hey! You want some kind of trophy, Wango? You got mean, Ross. Yeah, you're not a friend anymore. Oh. Yeah, that's like the audience going, ooh. Yeah, that's rough. Ross screams in pain as he fades into nothing. What? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Got intense real fast. Interior. Central perk. Night. Phoebe's the one to watch here with her cordless guitar. Why? The friends watch and the room of angry people watch as Phoebe is the song woman. Let me just point out real quick that I apologize for all the female voices I've done. Second, I'm sorry that I'm about to do the same voice for Phoebe, but in song. <clears throat> Tada boy, Tada boy, my healthy boy in the dark, my Donald boy is at it again. He's never been to the park, la la la, Donald man. Gunther looks scared of Phoebe's song because the friends know it's about him. Joey gets up and hurries off to watch a woman kissing a bag of quarters. The woman groans at Joey, laughing at his stupidity. Rachel is clearly wearing a shirt that sells that says Bulb Queen. Both Rachel and I have appointments to get our money stolen. Ooh, bragging is fun. Rachel. Phoebes, I don't have the time for this. My new boyfriend, Wedding Greg, is going to the beach. And I need to give him a bottle of soda to throw at the birds. I don't think that's what I did for Rachel the first time, but that's what it, it is. It works. Yep. Monica exits, expertly waking up all the babies in the coffee shop. Joey returns to his couch, feeling like the worst Joey. <laughs> Story of my life. Everyone is a jerk and busy and is busy gossiping about babysitters. Monica runs in, runs back in so fast that the window breaks and water rushes into the coffee shop. Joey winks at the water knowingly and gives it a sexy nod. Oh my goodness. I found out. I, I, I got my own chimney shoes. Rachel gets angry inside thinking about the shoes, but instead starts proudly clapping. The friends all start laughing at the idea of a cabinet full of romantic Russian folders. End scene. I really hate that I, did, I got all the girl voices and I did a, I think I did an awful job on all three of them. I don't know how anyone's going to listen to this. <laughs> I thought you did a okay job. Oh, well, thank you. Hey, looky there. We, we went over an hour. Uh, again. Again. <laughs> we wanted to do a short one, but we didn't. Listen, if you guys stuck around this far, we love you. If you, you listened to that whole Friends episode that we just did and listened to all of it, Bravo. Just, seriously. Bravo to you. That was amazing. Especially I am going to listen back to this episode, and I'm not sure I'm going to be able to make it through it. Marcus, he did his best, but, you know. I don't know why Phoebe had that voice. Phoebe was a smoking toadette. She was. Uh, I didn't even know that was a possible thing. I, I don't. <sighs> good job, though. Good job. <laughs> yeah, good well thing. done, everybody. <laughs> well done, everybody. If you listen to this whole episode, uh, I applaud you, and I'm yes. very sorry. Uh, we won't do a Friends episode. We might do another Botnik episode. Though. I do love Botnik. We so should much. have a Botnik episode where we yeah. do a full one, uh, right. but we just won't do that uh, with Friends. <laughs> it yeah. won't be the Friends <laughs> one again. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, do tune in next week. 
Um, follow us on Twitter, Instagram. on Instagram, and email us if you want to tell us what you liked or disliked. And apparently, leave us a review on iTunes. Yeah, leave us a positive one. That'd be preferred. Yeah, hopefully um, four stars or can above. Leave, you you can, know what I'm you saying? You can make ratings, which is what most people have done, but you can also leave a, an actual review. Yeah, I'd uh, love, we'd love I'd, that. We'd love we'd, to hear from we'd you We'd love guys. to hear feedback, of course. We say that a lot. Yeah, do tell us what you want to hear more of, what you don't like, what you dislike, what you like, hopefully what you like. And what you want to hear more of. Tell us your favorite ice cream. (laughs) Yeah, that would be great, too. Tell us what your favorite ice cream is. Yes, and cake. Uh, Just ice cream. We don't want to make it too complicated. Okay, well, that's good for you. You're welcome. Bless you, Tots. Bless you, Tots.